Hey there, Laura here. I wanted to mention for the month of December, we're going to be taking a much needed Christmas break, but don't worry, there will still be new episodes each week. For December, we are jumping back to share a few of the most viewed sessions from this year's 2022 Church Mental Health Summit. I can't wait to share some of these fantastic talks and resources with you. We come from families, we come from particular cultures that often believe that I will rest when I'm exhausted, that I I don't deserve to rest. I need to earn rest. And I earn it by working as hard as I possibly can, working myself to the bone, and then I can rest. But Sabbath is given in the scriptures, not as a reward, but as a gift. God gives us this gift. And I come from a family, my family works very hard, and, and I would feel guilty resting. But Sabbath reminds us you don't have to feel guilty because this is not something that you're earning. This is a gift that God is giving. From Hope Made Strong, this is the Care Ministry Podcast, a show about equipping ministry leaders and strengthening communities through care. Supporting those in your church and community not only changes individuals' lives, but it grows and strengthens the church. But we want to do that without burning out. So listen in as we learn about tools, strategies, and resources that will equip your team and strengthen hope. I'm Laura Howe, and welcome to the Care Ministry Podcast. The show today is a flashback to one of the most watched sessions of the 2022 Church Mental Health Summit with Rich Velodez. Now, Rich is a pastor at New Life Fellowship in New York City and author of two books, and his two books are The Deeply Formed Life and Good and Beautiful and Kind. And in the second book is where he offers a vision of wholeness for broken lives in a fractured world. So good. And the talk that he offered at the 2022 Church Mental Health Summit is on Sabbath. And when I listened to his talk, I received so much from it. And I think we're all aware of the need for rest. But if anyone is like me, you actually struggle to take rest. Most of the time, rest feels harder than completing the just a few more things off the to-do list. Or I tell myself, if I can just get a few things done, then I'll actually be able to relax. But rest often never happens. The region that I live in, the area that I grew up in, has a large population of churches that adhere to a lot of rules around behavior. And I grew up with friends at school and from different, you know, activities. And I remember hearing about these rules, especially the ones about Sabbath. For example, weddings would often or really primarily happened on Friday nights, not Saturday, because you couldn't drink on the Sabbath and everyone wanted to stay out late and drinking was allowed, just not on the Sabbath. And so weddings happened on Friday nights so people can stay up late. And then Saturdays were reserved for meal prep for the next day and household chores because you couldn't cook or clean or do chores on the Sabbath. 
And there were some friends even that I wanted to hang out with on a Sunday afternoon, but I just knew there was no point in calling them because they wouldn't answer the phone because resting and attending church was what Sundays were all about. Church in the morning and then church in the evening. And as an outsider, these seemed like so many rules, especially as a teenager. And I would roll my eyes and wondered how they could tolerate such restrictions. But I'm going to have to say that as a mom and an adult now, I could kind of see the benefits of a forced rest or a required rest. Because let's be honest, my household Sundays are almost synonymous with laundry day. And it would be wonderful. Oh my goodness. It would be amazing to have a whole day off from cooking. Like that sounds dreamy. So that I can understand why there's benefits in that. But for most of my life, Sunday mornings or Sundays were church in the morning and then catching up with the household to-do list, whether it was homework or, you know, laundry, like I said, groceries, or even as a kid, it was like homework and hanging out with friends or doing things around the house. But Rich's talk really challenged me to see that neither option is correct. Sabbath isn't about strict rules to follow or fear of judgment or sin, nor is it a day to hustle and get stuff done. But Sabbath is a gift for God, a 24-hour period without any have-dos or should-dos, where the result is rest and over time, deep renewal. And when I heard Rich say these words, oh my goodness, I craved them. And I thought, oh, how good is our God? We don't have to wait for the red flags of burnout to wave in order for us to stop. We don't have to earn our rest because we worked hard enough that week or we got enough things done on our to-do list. We don't also have to feel pressure to adhere to rules or, or feel shame if we didn't complete or do everything perfect. But we are called, we are gifted rest and we are able to find renewal without having to earn it. And I hope you are challenged by this talk as well. And, and like myself, challenged to see how am I feeding into this hustle culture and, and almost rejecting the rest that is a gift from God. So I hope you enjoy this talk as much as I did. Here is Rich Velodas. Hi, friends. My name is Rich Velodas. I'm the lead pastor at New Life Fellowship Church in Queens, New York City. And I am just so glad to be with you for this mental health summit. It's such an important topic to be discussing as leaders, as caregivers, as human beings. And for our time today, I want to talk about Sabbath, Sabbath keeping really as a mental health practice. When I think about mental health and Sabbath, I think about a story of a king named Sisyphus out of Greek mythology. Many of you have heard the story of Sisyphus. Sisyphus was this king who had become very good at deception and deceiving the gods around him. And so as a result of his schemes, he was punished. And his punishment was very simply this. He had to roll up a stone, uh, a stone up a hill. Uh, and when he got to the top of the hill, the, the stone would roll all the way down. 
and uh, he would have to do it again the next day. So the next day he's rolling the stone up the hill and he gets to the top and it rolls back down again. Again, next day, roll the stone up the hill and it would roll right back down. And and he would say, this is the day that I would overcome, you know, this this schemes, this punishment. But every day he was subjected to rolling a stone up a hill only to have to do it again and again and again and again. And when I think about Sisyphus, you and I will never have to roll a stone up a hill like he did, but we know what it's like when we have to do laundry or dishes or respond to emails or feed our children. Uh, the work, it seems, never comes to an end. There's always something else to do. And we live in a society, I live in New York City, the city that never sleeps, that does not know how to stop, that does not have space and margin and rhythm. And we need rhythm and we need space and we need margin if we're going to live with the kind of health in our minds and in our hearts to do, to do the work that God has called us to do. And so Sabbath keeping is a wonderful practice to help us live in this way. And when I think about Sabbath keeping, a few things come to mind. Uh, there is a sacred rhythm and a secular rhythm that we must distinguish. The secular rhythm is often marked by something like this. It starts with work, 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 vacation. Work, 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 vacation. And if you're anything like me, have small children, I don't even call it vacation anymore. I call our trips family trips because it doesn't seem very restful with two young children. Uh, but that's the secular rhythm that we think will secure for us the kind of rest that we need. But we need something more than just work, 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 vacation. We need this interplay of resting and working, resting and working. And that's a sacred rhythm. That's a Sabbath rhythm in which we work but then we rest. And God from the very beginning has given this to the people of God because God knew something about our humanity. God knew something about our lives that we cannot keep going without facing the impact on that, on our bodies, on our minds, on our spirits, on our relationships. And so the Sabbath is given as a gift. Now, what is the Sabbath? Well, the Sabbath is a 24-hour period where there is no have-tos, no shoulds, that over time is to result in deep rest and renewal. A 24-hour literal period without any have-tos, without any shoulds, that over time is to result in deep rest and renewal. And there are many different ways where we, people understand Sabbath. Some people have understood Sabbath as and through a frame of legalism, that Sabbath is everything that you cannot do, that you better not do this and you better not do that. Or some see it as irrelevance, like, oh, that's an Old Testament thing. This is not like a New Testament thing. But Sabbath really at the core of it, and the way I want you to see it, is that it's a spiritual formation practice, a spiritual formation practice that is to root us in a deep posture of rest. Now, in the Bible, this idea of Sabbath comes up a bunch of times. We see it in two prominent places, in Exodus 20 and in Deuteronomy 5. And I want you to see the difference in terms of why God gives these commands in these two different places. In Exodus 20, we get this language that 
we are to rest. The language is actually, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do your rest. But on the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. In Exodus 20, God gives the command because he's essentially saying, because I rested, I want you to be like me. And so in Exodus 20, the invitation is Sabbath is a means of imitation. We imitate God because God rested on the seventh day. But there's a fascinating difference in that the second time we see the Sabbath given is in Deuteronomy 5. And in Deuteronomy 5, there is a new generation. They're about to enter the promised land. And God has to give the commands to them once again. But it's interesting because the ground of which God gives the command this time is not rooted in imitation. It's rooted in liberation. God says, you are no longer slaves. Therefore, you can rest. And that's an important thing for us to hold on to because whatever we cannot stop doing is an indication of our slavery. I meet with people all the time who say, I, I love my work. I, 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 I don't want to stop because I love it. Whatever we cannot stop doing actually is an indication of our slavery. And so Exodus and Deuteronomy show us Sabbath is given for imitation and Sabbath is given for the sake of liberation. Now, when I think about Sabbath and how we teach it in our community, there are four words that I want you to think about and hold on to. Because the Sabbath is not simply about taking a nap, although they might be included in that. There are four words that we believe emerge out of the scriptures. And the four words are stop, rest, delight, and contemplate. I can imagine just the, the mental health and the, the progress that we can make in this area emerge out of those four words in some significant way. Stop, rest, delight, contemplate. The Sabbath is an opportunity for us to stop our paid work and unpaid work. The stuff that constitutes work for us, we stop. We take a break. We cease. One of the images that comes to mind is the Food Network. I, uh, my wife and I used to watch the Food Network all the time. And one of the things I loved about the Food Network was just the Iron Chef, the cooking competitions. And these uh, chefs would get an hour to fix a meal. But when that hour expired, they had to step away from the plate. They could not add garnish to it. They could not rearrange the vegetables, the chicken, whatever it was. They had to put their hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care. They just had to step away from the plate. And when I think about that, I think about our own lives as well. When the Sabbath comes, it's an opportunity to say, it's time for me to step away from the computer, to step away from the work that I'm doing. So stop. It's also about rest, however. And rest is about self-care. I think we need to ask the questions, what brings us rest? What gives us rest? What are the relationships, the activities that provide rest in our lives? The third word is delight. And this is a word that we need because the older we get, the more delight deficient we become. This is why children are a great gift to us. Children teach us how to delight and one of the important aspects about our mental health is joy, delighting. And Sabbath is an opportunity to do 
the things that bring delight, to do the things that cultivate joy. That fourth word is contemplate. That Sabbath is not simply about going to the beach and having a good time. Sabbath is also a day of worship. It's a day of prayer. It's a day of contemplation. It's a day of silence. And so when I think about Sabbath, there are often many different scripts and messages that are in our minds that keep us from actually doing it. And so how I want to end my time is by sharing five truths about the Sabbath that will help you begin to experiment and maybe make some important mental shifts in your mind so that you can actually pursue this kind of way of life and this practice. Five truths I want to offer you and as we close our time here. The first is this. Sabbath is not a reward for hard work. Sabbath is not a reward for hard work. We come from families. We come from a particular cultures that often believe that I will rest when I am exhausted, that I, I don't deserve to rest. I need to earn rest. And I earn it by working as hard as I possibly can, working myself to the bone, and then I can rest. But Sabbath is given in the scriptures, not as a reward, but as a gift. God gives us this gift. And I come from a family, my family works very hard, and, and I would feel guilty resting. But Sabbath reminds us you don't have to feel guilty because this is not something that you're earning. This is a gift that God is giving. That's number one. Sabbath is not a reward for hard work. Number two is that Sabbath is a reminder that our work will remain incomplete. Our work will remain incomplete. In some ways, the Sabbath is a reminder of our limitations. The Sabbath is a reminder ultimately of our death. And so Sabbath, if I can give you two other words, really it's about delighting and death. It reminds us that we are finite beings. It reminds us that we have limitations. It reminds us that we need to rest. And Sabbath reminds us because of our finitude, because of our mortality, because of our limits, it actually helps us to live more presently in the world. But there's going to come a day when you're not going to meet with that person. There's going to come a day when the email is not going to be sent, where the sermon is not going to be given, when the class is not going to be taught. And Sabbath helps us to anticipate that day so that we would live with a sense of humility and actually present in the moment. Number three, Sabbath is a day that moves us from production to presence, production to presence. Our lives are often so dominated by production. What can we accomplish? Efficiency. And those things are really important. But Sabbath reminds us that we are invited to be present, present to God, present to ourselves, present to our neighbors. It's important to note that People take Sabbath sometimes because they think, oh, this is going to make me more productive. And while that is absolutely true and a byproduct of Sabbath, the reason why we keep Sabbath is not to be more productive. The reason we keep Sabbath is to resist the idol of productivity. We want to have lives that are marked by presence, not simply productivity. Number four, Sabbath reminds us that we are not God. We are not God. Um, God is holding this thing together. Uh, God is the one who's in control. God is the one who is 
in charge. And Sabbath reminds us that it's God who's in charge, not me. One of my favorite quotes that kind of gets to this is from the Methodist preacher Marjorie Thompson. Marjorie Thompson once said, honoring Sabbath means letting go of my treasured illusions of my indispensability. Letting go of the treasured illusions of my indispensability. Uh, Sabbath reminds us that no one is indispensable, that only God is indispensable, that we don't run the show here, that we need to take a break because God is the one holding it all together. Uh, number uh, five, Sabbath points us to the deeper rest we need found in Christ. And I want to leave you with this. We keep the Sabbath not simply as a practice. We keep the Sabbath not simply to step away from our work, which we all must do on a regular basis. We do it because it reminds us that we need rest beneath our rest. And Jesus Christ has come to give us that rest. He is our Sabbath rest. And so every time we keep Sabbath, we are reminded of the deeper soul rest that we need. And I wonder this day, what's the soul rest that you need? You need rest for your body, but perhaps you need rest for your soul. Perhaps you have believed the lie that you are your identity is rooted on your accomplishments. Your identity is rooted on your level of efficiency. And as a result, your body, your mind, your soul has been ailing. But today we are reminded that our identities are not rooted in what we accomplish. Our identities are not rooted in how we perform. Our identities are rooted in the love of God. And so my hope for us is that we would begin to experiment with Sabbath, read books on Sabbath, Google talks on Sabbath, because this is a gift that we desperately need in our day. Grace and peace to you, friends. Hey there, thanks for listening. I encourage you to put what you've heard into action today. How are you going to be intentional about building a culture of care, both for yourself and really looking at how you spend your Sabbath, but also for others, whether it's your team that you're leading or fellow staff in your church and encourage them to seek Sabbath where rest and renewal is the result. If you want to be reminded when the episode goes live, make sure you follow on whatever platform you're listening to and we will connect again. Thanks and take care.